Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at fantasyfootballprofit.com. And now you're host of the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today is going to be our top five breakout players for 2018. It's a little maybe early to do this list, so this will probably change quite a bit. Because we'll redo that. We'll do a breakout player list again once we get to like July, August. It could change quite a bit, but nice to see who we're thinking about now. And this is actually a list, Jeff. I don't know about you. I think we could be all over the board with this one. I have absolutely no idea who you're going to pick. And this was actually a tough one for me. I don't know about you. Yeah, it was very tough. Uh, I mean, you really have to wade through a, a ton of different players and try. Also, you're trying to figure out who's technically broken out, who hasn't, this and that. So um, it's also tough doing this before the draft, right? Um, A lot of people will put rookies on this later on, but I'll be honest, I I like my my list and I I think the people that we're picking today, um, at least we've seen them play in the NFL. So I'm really interested to get into it and figure out uh, who you actually think is going to take that next step. Number five, this will not be any surprise to anyone that listens to the podcast. My love runs deep for Hunter Henry. Uh, he didn't do it this year. It was a very, very bizarre year. And and why I believe that this will be the year that he breaks out. Um, look, he only caught four touchdowns. Uh, that is a travesty for a guy this, you know, this athletic. He didn't play the last two games. The there was two games week one and three where he just didn't get any catches. They were trying to throw it to Antonio uh, Gates the whole time to try to get him the record, which they finally did. Um, and it kind of just shows you down the the stretch from pretty much uh, week twelve to week fifteen, and after that he didn't play anymore. Um, he he started to kind of come into his own. We're talking, you know, five catches for seventy six yards and a touchdown, seven catches for eighty one yards, four for fifty and a touchdown, and then three for twenty eight, and then he gets hurt. So I love this guy. I think he'll be great. He is my number five on breakout. And he's also my number five. Put him in number five as well. Oh, wow. That's cool. And I think I put him at number five, maybe the same reason you did, because he's more well-known, I feel like, in a way. But he really hasn't broke out. Exactly. I mean, he was number 12. And I think the year before, he was, you know, like 10. Um, and he he has gotten quite a bit of hype, a lot from us. But um, yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't have as far to jump up. But I, I really do believe this guy, you know, probably along with, He's the only guy that can really compete with like a Kelsey or, or Gronk, I think. I, I really do think he's that talented. I agree. And I think he's that talented. He's, he can jump up on that level. I mean, you got, you're still going to have Gronk, Kelsey, Ertz, probably Evan Ingram. And why, why right. can't, and possibly Jimmy Graham. Why can't Hunter Henry be number five? I don't know. He could be there. He should be there. And I, I really do believe that he'll. I really think he'll be up there. I think I think he'll be a top three guy, and we'll really see what he's what he's got after that. But Antonio Gates wants to keep playing. <laughs> just just let it go. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he he does. He wants to come back again. I don't know if he'll come back with the Chargers. And it, killing my picks, man. Just sail off into the sunset. Well, the last like the last quote I see from him on here is says a Super Bowl is definitely a priority for me at this point. So maybe he's just going to go try to latch on somewhere. So. That'll be fine. He can still play. Just he needs to leave the Chargers. Leave it all to Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right. So I'll go with my number four here, which I don't know how many people are thinking about this guy probably at all, 
It's Chris Godwin from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, that is a ballsy pick. I'll give yeah, you that. One of the reasons is I'm I'm not 100% sure how sold on Deshaun Jackson they are. Is he I, – I don't know. I, I just have a feeling Godwin's going to start taking over a little bit more over from Jackson. Maybe not. I mean, Jackson will still be there, but I think – I think we're up on this whole offense, this offense as a whole anyway. We think it's going to be better. Jameis should be better. Evan should be better. Jackson, I don't know if he'll be, he'll be there, but he's just, he's 31 years old. He's not quite the same player he was. But Chris Godwin, he played very well at the end of the year. I mean, the last two games were pretty good. He had three for 98, and then the final game, he had seven for 111 and a touchdown. Before that, I mean, he was okay, but he had one for 18 in week 15. But week 14, he was five for 68. So he started to show some signs that he could play, especially if you look from week 10 on. He was starting to show that he could do something. So this is kind of a kind of an out-there pick. Maybe he won't. Maybe he will. I just think if the offense improves like I think it will, I think Godwin could be a part of that. And I think he could overtake Jackson, at least for that number two role and you know, he's not going to be top 20 receiver, but I think he could end up being a guy that we actually talk about and we could actually use on, you know, your wide receiver three or flex spot, possibly weeks, especially in bye weeks. So he's like, I just think he's going to make himself relevant next year. All right. I like it as a, a ballsy pick. Why so, not? Hey, if he, if he, if it happens, I'm going to call This is going to be my, I'm going to take claim to Chris Godwin. So yeah, no kidding. Got to do that once in a while. <laughs> Who's your number four? Number four, and this one isn't going to surprise too many people. Um, we always knew he was talented, but he was always in a tandem running back situation. I think Derrick Henry takes uh, the next step. I think they finally give him the amount of carries he, he needs in order to produce. I think he's a bulk kind of guy. Um, and, and you saw it in the playoffs, really. Be, be, before that, you know, he got, he got a ridiculous 28 carries at the end of the year against Jacksonville, but it's against Jacksonville, and he didn't fare all that well, at least rushing, but he, he caught enough to make up for it. But anytime he got 10 carries or over, he did he did pretty well. And he still managed to get five touchdowns, even though that offense struggled at times. He is just so big, so fast, so physical, that if you give him the ball enough, he is going to produce. So I think DeMarco Murray keeps going down on how many carries they give him, and Derrick Henry's go up. And um, I, I think he will be a very good Running back, you know, will he be in that top 10 discussion? Um, that's tough because I still think that it's going to be a, a two back situation, but I think he is going to break out in the sense of he's going to be the main guy there. And I think he will challenge for that, uh, for that 10 spot, but maybe just outside of it. And he's actually my number three. There we go. I get, but I'm, I'm the probably I'm, I'm slightly hesitant on him. And it's not even because of him. It's more of the fact that I do feel like he's going to be overranked a little bit. the The hype's going to be a little much. He's going to. I think he will be drafted as a top ten running back when it comes down to. I think it'll be nine ten that range. I really think that's what's going to happen with him. And yeah, you're right. So he's going to be a breakout, but he's not going to be a you know a surprise to anyone. Yeah, he won't be a surprise, and he's not going to be a value in the draft because you're going to have to take a risk to get him. I believe because yeah. you're going to be drafting him as. He's already the guy. He's already the starter. He's already done it, and he hasn't. So, right makes it more of a risk. But he's still he's gonna. I think he's gonna break out, especially from where he's at. So, he he deserves to be on the list. I just I know how this goes. It feels like he's gonna be him and Jimmy Garoppolo. These guys are gonna be 
I think they're all going to be better. It's just they're going to be overranked next year. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny. It's a very interesting point to make too, though, because I feel like the five guys I came up with, the ones that have the best chance um, to break out, I think they're already kind of known, right? I think it's always one of those either. It's like Hunter Henry where we've seen him kind of do it, but when is he going to take the helm? Same thing with Derrick Henry. And then moving forward in my picks too, I kind of feel the same way. Like they're not completely out of the blue. And that's what's dangerous about these is it's guys that have shown flashes but haven't put together a year yet. So whether or not they're going to be on your team is a kind of a whole different thing than whether or not I believe that they're they're going to make that huge leap. And the problem with breakout players, it it is it's like you you draft them as what they you think they could do, not what they've done. Because I mean, look at last year, Devontae Parker, Dante Moncrief, you know those kind of guys. And they didn't quite turn out, but you know, right. it's going to happen. I mean, not everyone, there's going to be ones that actually do break out. It's just, you're going to get some of those type of guys, you know, every once in a while. So that's, you know, that's what, that's what ends up happening. So I put, what was that? Derek Henry, my number three. So what do you got for your number three? Number three, once again, I don't think it's going to be a crazy name to throw out there, but I think it's a good one. Um, I wouldn't sleep on him. I know he's been hurt. He's on a bad team. But Corey Coleman on Cleveland only played eight games last year. He He's one of those guys that shows flashes. And I think as that quarterback situation improves, um, uh, his numbers will only get better. But I think he can produce even with Kaiser behind at the helm. Um, every time he's out there, I really like watching him play. Uh, you know, one year, he will finally play the majority of some year. <laughs> Just I believe that next year will be it. Um, third year i believe or is it yeah um yeah so I, I just think it's all lining up for him so i really like Corey coleman to have a breakout year and it wouldn't be that hard either since he was like ranked 91st <laughs> i think he's gonna be overlooked compared to obviously his teammate josh gordon yeah and really i don't know did josh gordon make your list he didn't for me either because i feel like he already had that breakout year he was like amazing and then with yeah josh gordon like he's he's another one of those guys that i feel like is gonna end up overranked and Corey Coleman's going to fly under the radar, I believe, because of it, and which is good. You can get him for – I think you'll be able to get him for nothing. And I do think Cleveland's going to keep getting better. They I mean, they have to, right? I mean, shoot, maybe they should get Kirk Cousins. That, I was going to say it's impossible not to get better. But I, I do think he's going to be better. I like that pick. He's always, I hope he stays under the radar. And those one of the, like those guys you get in an auction for a dollar as like your fifth receiver, that's – ideal oh that'd be amazing and it's kind of funny because i'm not afraid of his production or his talent at all i i'm actually more afraid of just injury risk because of his first two years um yeah i think he's out there for a full season i i think he's gonna be good yeah i agree all right so number three for you my number two is another Corey, another receiver Corey davis oh that's a really that's a good one i'm all in on Corey davis next year i think I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe the one-handed touchdown catch in the playoffs has really completely made me fall in love with Corey Davis all over again. But the guy's too talented. He's a top five pick in the draft. He missed a bunch of games. He was hurt, so he never really could get going. So I just think he's so extremely talented that it's gonna. I think he has a very good chance to break out. Maybe it won't happen because year two wide receivers, it it doesn't always happen yet. I mean, he's going to be a top guy in the future. I hope it's next year. I mean, this is not guaranteed to be next year, but I have no doubt in the future he will be that. Just if it happens next year or not, I just 
I do think he, him and Mariota, they just get on the same page. It's going to be something fun to watch. And if Derrick Henry breaks out too, the whole offense could be just even better. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm still feeling the sting from this year when I really thought that offense should have been way better. I, I love, I love that pick though. Um, the only thing that I worry about is I'm not as high in Mariota, um, and if they still have a bunch of different weapons and they use the ground a lot. I just wonder if it's still going to kind of uh, keep him from scoring as many touchdowns as he needs. But I don't think there's any lack of talent. I'm, I'm right there with you. I love Davis. Out of the three rookies from last year, those three first-round picks, I think he's the best one. I don't know, better than Mike Wallace and John Ross. Those two are going to be, I think, completely forgotten heading into yeah. next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was going to say Wallace could be – I only didn't I didn't put him on here because I haven't seen him play at all, and I, they have so many other weapons on that team that I think it'll be hard for him to really break out. Um, but I, I agree. I think Davis was always the most talented out of them, and I think that's why he was picked before any of them. Um, I th- you know, I think it just goes to show. All right, who's your number two? Number two, um, he was insanely hyped coming into this year, and um, I, I guess you can say what you want, but I think uh, Joe Mixon is ready for a uh, much bigger year. He was 32nd as a running back. He never really got it going. That offense was terrible for a while. He missed a couple games. They were still giving two other running backs uh, carries. Um, I mean, it's kind of one of those situations. I always feel like they break out and they have a great game and then immediately get hurt like a game later. It's exactly what happened to him. He did to Cleveland, so, you know, with a grain of salt, but 23 carries for 114 yards, a touchdown, and then he got seven carries for 34 yards and then got hurt. But, um, I, I, I mean, I love this guy's talent. This is what everyone was talking about last year coming into it. I'm not alone with thinking how, how physically gifted he is. Um, I think he can do it all. So I think Joe Mixon comes in at number two because he, he really is – he could be a focal point right behind A.J. Green of that offense. And I think with Dalton, you would desperately need to get that running game going. Yeah, Joe Mixon's my number one. Yep, there we go. I loved, I just love what I see from him when I watch him play. And I just feel like it's just sometimes you get that feeling about a guy that it's just there's something there. And I really think it's something there. It's just the offense wasn't quite getting going, but I just think he's going to have it. It reminds me so much of Le'Veon Bell, the way he looks when he plays and even Year one of Bell wasn't very good. It was very mediocre. People didn't really – he was in year two. It wasn't like he was expected to become what he is now. He was what? He was a second-round draft pick, I think, as well, just like Mixon was. And in year one, like Le'Veon Bell had 860 total yards or rushing yards and a 3.5 yards per attempt. I just see the similarities in how they look when they run the ball, the patience – in the their first year in the league, I just see so much so much of a sim- similarity between them in that regard. I don't know if Mixon has the pass catching ability that Bell has, but I just see such a similarity between the two, and I just I think Mixon's going to just really really break out this year. And actually, what was it three point five yards per carry is exactly what Mixon had this year too. So hey, right there, they're. I don't think Mixon's going to be Bell's level, but I just see I see the similarities, and I can see the jump happening. I mean, maybe he could be Bell's level in a few years. You never know. But I, I kind of like that comparison, and I, I think you're the one that brought it up. Um, forgive me if you already said this or whatever, but um, I, I believe you're talking about just watching him actually wait and look for holes and and kind of letting the the line and everything process. Like 
he is so physically gifted, kind of like kind of like Bell in the you know the way that he can kind of cut and and make space. Um, maybe he doesn't look absolutely lightning quick like a Kamara, but he kind of just waits and it kind of comes to him. It almost makes it look like the game is much slower for him, where you don't see that, especially in a lot of rookies. Yeah, I hundred percent agree. That's exactly what he looks like out there. I just I think that's going to translate very well. It's going to keep getting better, and I hope that people just kind of wait on him in the draft, and he kind of he'll be one of those guys that can fall to you. And he's but again, we say that now we're not going to be the only ones thinking this. We're going to bring it up a million times. Other people will, and then he'll probably go for what he should. So nobody nobody can fly under the radar anymore. No, no, yeah, not not in many leagues anymore. All right, so who's your number one? To wrap up the list. So number one overall, um, I, it, my list is running back heavy, and I continue to go with it. My number one overall breakout player is Delvin Cook. Um, absolutely love the guy. He only got to play four games, unfortunately, um, blew that knee out, but. It, during those games, he averaged 4.8 yards a carry. He averaged at 88 yards a game, and and he had two touchdowns as well. So they gave him the ball a ton too, which is great to see. They wanted to use him a lot, and you saw what Murray and uh, McKinnon were able to do in his absence. They still were relevant running backs, and they aren't half of what he is. Um, and that number, that fourth week when he blew out his knee, he had 13 carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. He was just absolutely torching Detroit. And then he, you know, obviously went down. Um, but I, I think this guy is the real deal. And, and I think he is in a great spot. I think they want to run the ball and set up the, uh, set up, you know, uh, uh, their, their great young wide receivers that they have. So I think this guy is, he's going to be a treat to watch. I think he is going to be an absolute monster. Um, in fantasy, and that's why he's my number one breakout. I, I think, I, I almost think if he stays healthy, I think he's a guaranteed top five guy. You know, I didn't even really think about him for my list for some reason, but yeah, that he's gonna be he's gonna be great. He was hurt like the entire year, so it's it's easy to forget about him. Really, I just, I yeah, and I guess you know what he. It's hard to say what to do with him, but he's going to be. I think he's going to be ranked as a top ten running back. I do think he'll be around the number 10 level. Maybe that is a steal. Right. And yeah, it might be. And really everyone, the the big concern is obviously first, you haven't seen him do it for a full year, but I think the big one is everyone always kind of backs off a- after a knee injury. Um, and I totally get that, but this guy's young. He pretty much had the entire season to rehab. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be that afraid of it. And if he drops me at that level, I'm going to roll the dice a little bit. I'm going to take it because I think the payoff was going to be huge. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good if it He's going to fall on that level where he could possibly be your second running back, depending on how the draft falls, how everything falls. That's going to be, uh, that'd be an amazing, amazing second running back. And he's, he's right there where he could fall to that. And he's right at that border. So if you can get him as your second, that's going to be terrific. I He's one I worry about as my number one just because of the injury, but he's going to be, he's going to be right there at that kind of cutoff. It all depends on what people do with, you know, there's some guys like a Devonte Freeman could be ahead of him, might not be, you know, some other players like Jordan Howard. I think I'd want cook over those guys. I think the potential is much greater for cook. So it's going to be, there's going to be a lot of running backs. It's going to be yeah, no. the first year where I think this might actually shift where I think is the, I mean, I think you're adding like 
compared to this year, right? We're kind of like, it's really, really shallow. Um, we have the top guys at top, but even some of those got hurt, got come down. So I, I think there's, there are probably 15 running backs deep. I feel really, really good about. And then there's another level on top of that where I'm like, these, these guys aren't bad either. They're, they're not the top end, but I think they're bruisers and they'll get you points way different than coming into this year. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see if, I don't know, maybe you go with a different strategy and you get a top end wide receiver because you don't worry about it because you still have a great running back in the second round. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. I mean, <laughs> could be. We'll have to try out all these strategies in the mock drafts, see what works. One player I'm curious about Cook. Would you rather have Cook or Mark Ingram? I would rather have Cook. Yeah, me too. I looking at that. I think I definitely want Cook over Mark Ingram. So yeah. I think that's about where he's gonna fall. He's gonna fall around a Mark Ingram type player. Yeah, I think I mean if I if I looked at it really, really quick, my guess is Cook with the injury, he's probably gonna fall probably around number seven or eight for me. Yeah, because see you'll have maybe they'll be Gurley Bell. Zeke, David Johnson, Kamara, and five guys. Right. Probably Gordon and Fournette, something like that. And, and Fournette, seven. Cook probably is about the eight. Would you go Cook over McCoy? Yeah. So that's about, he's going to be in that level. So some people will put him as like the eighth. Some people might even put him as seventh. And others will then put him behind yet McCoy, Howard, Freeman, and drop him a little bit more. And even, there could be there'll be people that draft um, Saquon Barkley over him, depending on where Barkley goes. So. Well, I mean, and that's a tough one too because we haven't even talked about Hunt. We haven't talked about David Johnson. I don't think Hunt's there. Um, I'll go ahead of him too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I do think that he'll probably be just outside, depending on where you put him, just outside the top ten. So I think he. I mean, it's a very, very, you're splitting hairs, I realize, but I think he's going to be a value pick as well. But that just shows we just listed off like eleven guys, twelve guys. That, yeah, that you feel good about all of them. Really, right? you do. And that's going to get some people are going to have two of them. You're going to be set. Yeah. I mean, really, that is going to be my. <laughs> I like how we just, we had a top five breakout players too. And uh, Derek Henry and Joe Mixon are on there, or at least for mine. Um, oh, there's two more guys that we're going to feel good about in like that 15 range. <laughs> well, and then last week's episode talked about JHI bouncing back. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, it really is a lot, just a ton of guys. Well, and Carlos Hyde, if he re-signs with San Francisco, another year in a great offense. Yeah, And it's crazy to think too. Okay, so you have that many. So where does that put people like, like, uh, say, Kenyon Drake or or someone like an Aaron Jones or Ty Montgomery on on, you know, whichever one kind of wins out that battle. Uh, there, there is going to be not only are there, you know, probably 15 legit guys, but there is going to be a lot of people that that you're going to still find interesting, which is way different than this year. There is. There's going to be a lot of good value down there in beyond 15. This year it just died and I hated everything after about 12. This year you're going to go like 15 to 20 range and still like the player you get. Yeah. And not to, not to beat this to death, but I also like still McCaffrey, still Lamar Miller, still Deion Lewis, who you love. And it really is incredible depth next year as long as people do get healthy. And Lamar Miller is probably going to finally fall to a level where you might feel comfortable drafting him. He, he might finally be on my team, even though I for some, have this hatred because I always think he's overdrafted. But this, this could be the. <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it for breakout players. And I don't have any idea what we're going to talk about next week yet, Jeff. I don't know. Got a couple ideas. Yeah, probably. Yeah, man. I don't know. Another idea I had, maybe we'll talk about post-hype sleepers. There's a few of those guys. Like, uh, I don't know if he'll make the list, but well, maybe I'll be talking about like uh, Devontae Parker, hyped up to no end and then did nothing. Talk about some of those oh, guys. Yeah. Maybe we won't have a list, but 
Maybe we'll just talk about some of those type of players, like Devontae Parker. Yeah, we might have to make like a list together on that one. Yep, talk about some of those type of guys who were hyped like crazy, didn't do anything, who we think still might have potential, which I don't know if Devontae Parker does or not. I guess I'll have to think about it. He he worries me. So we'll talk about some of those kind of guys. But that'll be it for this week. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>